Derek Carr looked fantastic. The Saints steal a victory from the Kansas City Chiefs in the preseason opener. And A.T. Perry looked like an absolute beast. Let's talk about all that right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Huda Nation? Welcome back inside our very first post-game live stream of the 2023 season. The Saints stealing, absolutely stealing, a preseason game from the Chiefs. 26-24, had a nice game-winning interception, kind of, to set up the game-winning field goal from Blake Groupie. And it was a thrilling one. So much to talk about. Before we do that, just want to remind you, as always, our program is brought to you by Scott Fickner, Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore, Scott Fickner handles it all. You can give him a call at 504 500 1111 for a free consultation. That's right, a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. So let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about it here. I see some people already through the stream. Really, really appreciate it. All of you guys coming in, talking about it. See some Jake Hayner love already. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. Before we get to Jake Hayner, you got to start with QB1, right? Before we get to the rookie quarterback, we got to start with QB1. So let's talk about QB1, and that is Derek Carr, the unquestioned starter of this New Orleans Saints team. And I thought Derek Carr was sensational for the Saints in this preseason opener. Six of eight, 70 yards, one touchdown. What's one of the knocks on him, right? Red zone. Well, that red zone play was pretty darn good, right? Goes through his progressions, goes through his reads, finds Keith Kirkwood in the back of the end zone. Perfect play there. But what set it up to? Him moving around through the pocket, him stepping up, hitting Jawan Johnson earlier in the drive, hitting Michael Thomas on a crucial, I believe it was like second and 11, hits Michael Thomas for a big gain there. And the screen game, is the screen game back? Because if the screen game's back, I'm going to start screaming. I mean, I'm going to go nuts if the screen game's back. So I loved what I saw from this opening drive from New Orleans. I thought Derek Carr was great. And that's why the Saints paid him. And for anyone who listened to last week's stream, I went on a rant about people who said, is Derek Carr even that much better than Andy Dalton? It took one preseason drive for people who ever thought that to just stop. Just It was never a debate. It was never a question. Derek Carr looks sensational. But it wasn't just Derek Carr. How about Alvin? Alvin started the game with a big run. He kind of finished that drive towards the end with a big screenplay. I thought Alvin looked fresh. And that only helps me because I'm on the agenda of Alvin Kamara's going to have a bounce back season. I think a lot of people are quick to jump off the Alvin bandwagon. But the Saints are going to start using him the right way. And I thought today was a very good example of that. Got him out in space. Got him out in the flat on a swing route. Let him in the screen game do his thing. Ran him between the tackles. The way he's effective, though. Last year, they kind of had to use him almost like he was Derrick Henry because the Saints didn't have a Jamal Williams. They didn't have a Kendra Miller. They had Mark Ingram, who was unfortunately on his last legs, and they brought in the ghost of David Johnson. Those are not the same running backs. So the Saints got more depth at the running back position. And what do you see? Better results from Alvin. So I thought Derrick Carr was outstanding. Not, to- not really surprised by that. I think the scheme is perfect for him. But I think Alvin also looked really sharp. And that's the good one. And what I'll say about this first-team offense, too, before I kind of move on from it I think one thing that we're not talking about enough is the Saints first first team offense drove down the field methodically against the Chiefs first team defense minus Chris Jones so that's a big gap don't don't get me wrong about that but they did that without a play slash reception from Chris Olave and without any snaps to Rashid Shahid who's currently nursing a groin injury so Chris Olave who's arguably your wide receiver one didn't have a catch on the drive and Rashid Shahid who is definitely your wide receiver three wasn't active And the Saints just went down the field, got whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, 
how they wanted it, and they go down the field and score an opening drive touchdown. It was beautiful. And for us Saints fans who last year had to watch some of the worst offensive football we've seen in a long time, think about the shutout against the Niners. Think about the regular season finale absolute stinker they had against the Carolina Panthers. For them to come out and look like that, it builds confidence in Derek Carr. It builds confidence in Pete Carmichael. I thought Pete Carmichael called plays better today than he called at any point last year. Now, it's because he's got a better quarterback. He's got more weapons around him. But I tip the cap that's not on my head. It's non-existent right now. If I did, I tip it to Derek Carr and Alvin and this first-team offense. They balled the hell out. So I love what they saw, what I saw from them. But it wasn't just the first-team offense that came to play. I thought the second-team offense came to play. Specifically, A.T. freaking Perry. How about A.T. Perry? Let's, let's give the rookie a round of applause for the way he played today. Are you kidding me? In the first half alone, first half alone, this kid had six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. And how about his touchdown reception? Great throw from Jameis. Good loft, great, great touch. I mean, Jameis throws the deep ball beautifully. We, we all knew this. Even if Jameis isn't having a good year, he's going to throw the deep ball well. A.T. Perry makes an insane adjustment on it has the whereabout to turn around, extend towards the goal line, make the game, uh, game winning, make the, the, the game defining play. So instead of a big play, it turns into a touchdown because this kid who is a rookie makes a veteran type move to make that adjustment. And by the time he fumbles the football, he already broke the plane. So, you know, you're getting your seven anyway. So I thought A.T. Perry was great. You saw him on the, the play downfield. You saw him over the middle a little bit on those shorter routes. That was a case for wide receiver four today. And, and look, I know it's one preseason game, and you don't want to get too amped up, although I can't help myself. You guys know I'm too amped up at the moment. I thought A.T. Perry today, A, confirmed that he'll have a spot on the roster. I don't think that's a question about it. What he did, how do you ignore that? Six catches for 70 yards in the first half? How do you ignore that at all? But what I'll say about A.T. Perry that I think is, is really, really paramount is that at the collegiate level, all he did was produce, Right. Two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with Wake Forest. Had 26 touchdowns in his last two years. He's a gamer. So you might not hear about A.T. Perry during the practice week, right? But when the games are live and those live bullets are flying, he's always rising up to the occasion. So I thought he was great. And I would go as far to say if Saints fans are going through their, their options at wide receiver, I think he pushed out some veterans today alone, right? I mean, James Washington... See ya, honestly. I'm not trying to be rude. Like, see ya. You're probably out of the rotation now at this point. Uh, Traquan Smith didn't, we didn't see anything for Traquan. Obviously, he's banged up, but Traquan will make the roster. I, I know Saints fans don't want to hear it. I think he'll make the roster, but AT is going to be pushing, man. And, and how do you not watch today's game and think, you know, if this kid's number's called due to injury or whatever, he can't step up? Because, boy, he stepped up today. And that was with the second string offense. So, really love what he did push for wide receiver four. And I'll add this before I wrap up this little A.T. Perry love fest that I got going on at the moment. They traded a seventh round pick and Adam Troutman for him. And I was I was an Adam Troutman believer coming out of college. I, I was an Adam Troutman believer. But then after two years of Adam Troutman, the only thing I believed was that he can't catch a football. So I love that the Saints made that trade. Thank you, Sean Payton, for that trade. Because in one preseason game of A.T. Perry... I'm already on, on board with this. I think this kid looked phenomenal. And I hope that gives him confidence going into the practice weeks, going into the next preseason game against the Chargers that I could do this. I just did this. I can go do it again. So really excited about him. The only knock, honestly, I'd have on the second string offense is I thought Jameis Winston took too many hits. I thought he took a little bit of a beating. 
Some of that is Jameis's fault. I don't think Jameis is that great at diagnosing the blitz, in my opinion. But still, a lot of promise from the second team offense. And again, Jameis taking a beating and Jameis not knowing how to slide, which makes no sense, are the only two knocks. Because I thought Jameis looked pretty good too. And this quarterback room in general, pretty good. Pretty good quarterback room. So before I get into Jay Kaner, because I know some people want to talk about Jay Kaner, and I will definitely pull up your comments, so keep them coming, guys. They will be brought up. Don't worry about it. Uh, I want to talk about the defense for a little bit, specifically the cornerback room, because we got a camp battle between Alante Taylor and Paulson Debo, and I think after today, the edge is still with a Debo to be the starter. But I got a little bit of a problem with what I saw from Alante Taylor, and it's not Alante Taylor's fault. Alante Taylor, in the second quarter, gave up a 43-yard pass to Richie James, and then a couple plays later, gave up a touchdown to Richie James. You had kind of the a natural rub route. Receiver cuts in. Richie goes to the back of the end zone. Bradley Roby and Alonta Taylor communications off. Touchdown. Is what it is. What I would say, though, is the two big plays that Alonta Taylor gave up were in the slot. This is a guy who last year played primarily outside. You weren't seeing him on the slot. That was Bradley Roby. That was Chris Harris Jr. It wasn't Alonta Taylor. But the Saints want to use him in the slot a little bit this year. They go to do it. It is what it is. Fine, whatever. Third quarter. On the outside, what happens? Big pass breakup that helps Ugo Amadi get the interception. So when Alante Taylor was on the outside, he looked good. When Alante Taylor was in the slot, he got burnt by the shifty Richie James. So for me, I'm fine if Paulson Debo wins this starting job. I have said Paulson Debo has a bad rap because he had a bad year when he was injury-riddled and just didn't step up with Lattimore gone. Is what it is, but Lattimore's back and Adebo's healthy. Things changed. Adebo looked great today, and he's looked good in practice. But if Adebo's going to win this battle, I want him to win the battle because he looks like the better outside cornerback. Not because he's playing well at outside cornerback and Alante Taylor's struggling in the slot, because that makes no sense to me. So I'd like to see more of Alante on the outside, and I thought that Alante, when he struggled, was primarily in the slot. I thought he looked good on the outside, and that's what you want to see. So that's the way I'd look at it, for sure. So... Let's get to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to call him the man of the hour, but let's talk about Jay Kaner for a little bit, and then I'll get into all your comments. I see a real, I see a lot of good comments right now from Alex, Mac, uh, Jerry, some really good stuff here. I'll get to everything you guys posted, I promise. Hang with me for about three more minutes. Let's talk about Jay Kaner, and then we'll get to your comments. Jay Kaner started off his day pretty crappy. It was not as great of a drive opening compared to his first photo shoot with the Saints, right? None of those nice poses those flashy moves from it was an opening drive interception for him. Uh, Now Drew Brees said on the broadcast, he saw that he was looking back shoulder. His intended target was running the go miscommunication. It happens ensuing drive. I thought he had two near interceptions, the following drives. I thought he airmailed some passes looked a little, I'd say flustered. The game was moving too fast. And yet all the knocks on Jay Kaner, all the moments where he didn't look great. What does this man do? Two-minute drill, last chance for glory for the Saints offense. Starting at their own 24, he conducts a touchdown drive. Now, the Saints don't tie it, though, because the two-point conversion was just an absolute pile of dog shit. But two-minute drive, looked great, throws down the field, had the big pass interference that he set up. Great job reading the defense there and seeing that he had that advantage. Does great there. So, Overall, 10-17, to 17, 105 yards, one touchdown, one interception. How do you respond to adversity? I thought Jay Kaner today had some really rough moments, and yet when the lights were the brightest, when you needed the kid to make a play, 
He did. And I think that's what you want to see from Jake. And I'll say this for Jake. A lot of people were tweeting, ah, he's another Ian Book. This is reminding me of Ian Book, whatever. I don't think Ian Book ever looked as good as Jake's best moments did. Now, Jake had bad moments. He doesn't get those bad moments just negated because he had that drive towards the end. But I think that Jake showed a lot in that drive to shake off the, 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 the nerves, to get over the, the, the airmail passes, throwing behind the receiver. Every throw he had late in that game was with conviction, was just really, really playing uh, with confidence. Because that's what he's done in training camp, guys. And I know it doesn't get seen on a daily basis, but in training camp, he's practicing with confidence. And he finally saw it on that drive. So I would give Jake, if I was giving out letter grades, like a C plus. Because there were some bad moments, but it speaks to me when those bad moments aren't in the most crucial times. So kudos to Jake for that. I thought he stepped up. And now I hope that gives him confidence for next week's preseason game against the Chargers. Does he feel like, hey, man, I did it towards the end of that game. I could do it against the the Los Angeles Chargers. I hope that's the case for him, and we'll see if it is. And if it is, that's great news for the New Orleans Saints because if Jake starts to get confident, you feel even better about your quarterback room. So kudos to Jake. He stepped up when it mattered most. Got to give him appreciation for that. So we'll get into what you guys have to say to kind of, for the rest of the show, it's going to be driven by you guys. I had my hand on the wheel. Now my hand's off the wheel. You guys are taking it from here, and we'll see what you guys have to say. I cannot wait to get to everything that you guys have out here. Let's get into it. Did anyone notice Ty Summers? Dude popped in every snap. Yeah, I thought Ty Summers looked really good. I thought Ty Summers had the type of game that you need if you're going to make this roster, right? Because for the Saints, if we're talking about where they don't have a ton of depth, it's a linebacker spot right now. You brought in Jalen Smith. Demario's banged up right now. I thought Ty looked great. And you are not the only person who thought that. I thought a lot of people today throughout the game were raving about Ty Summers, gave him his flowers. So I'm glad you did too. Max says, LOL, my man said ghost of uh, David Johnson. Am I wrong? David Johnson used to be like the baddest man on the block for like a season or two in Arizona. Saints got him when he couldn't run anymore. So yeah, I mean, I'm not wrong. Ryan says, don't forget Hall of Fame. Uh, Traquan didn't even play. Yeah, so, but I will use that to an advantage real quick. No Traquan. Olave didn't have a catch. And Shahid did not play. And that first team offense, it was humming. That second team offense for a little bit, it was humming. So I feel really, really good about this passing game as opposed to last year. Am I ready to say it's top five like Brian? Maybe not, but I love the confidence, Brian. I absolutely freaking love it. And and if the Saints continue to show steps like this, I'll love it and I'll start to feel that way too. But I think the Saints today, because last year I believe they were ranked 19th and 21st in most of the major offensive stats. There's no way you watch today's Saints game and you'll think they'll do that again. You would think they'd be better. Justin says A.T. Perry is legit. Mac adds A.T. went off. And Alex says A.T. is going to be the steal of the draft. Look, I tweeted during the game, half joking, half me saying, screw it, let's let this tweet fly. But A.T. Perry balled out at Wake Forest. Absolutely balled out. And I don't know how the hell this kid fell in the sixth round because uh, John Hendricks, who also worked for us here at at Buku Media and does great work for Saints News Network, he loved A.T. Perry. Like when we were going through the draft process and we were doing some fun uh, streams with Lance Moore, we talk about wide receivers the Saints could target every time. John's talking about A.T. Perry. And how could you blame him? He was a two-time first-team All-ACC wide receiver. But teams let him slip to 195. 
He didn't even know why he slipped to 195. He didn't have a good answer. But I'll tell you what, for those teams that let A.T. Perry slip to 195, you fucked up. You fucked up because A.T. Perry looks so good today, and I know it's a preseason game. But every move he made, every play he made, these are things that I could see him doing in the Saints offense with the first-teamers. And again, the second team, the disadvantage they were playing at was the offensive line wasn't protecting that well. So first-teamers will have a little bit more room to navigate, a little bit more room against the secondary if the offensive line's holding up. So I love what I saw. Love what I saw from A.T. Perry. Mac adds, our backup quarterback job is pretty good. It is, and our backup quarterback is pretty good too. Jameis Winston can still play in this league. Now, I don't think Jameis, I was never one of those people that thought Jameis was going to just turn into a superstar in New Orleans. Would I have loved to have seen it? Absolutely. But Jameis is a high-level backup because the way I view a high-level backup is can you start for a team all 17 games and not look terrible? And I think Jameis can do that, right? Like if I stuck Jameis in Washington or I stuck him in Arizona while Kyler Murray's out, or if I stuck him in, let me think of a place right now that can need a quarterback. If I stuck him in Indianapolis, if Anthony Richardson wasn't ready, or I put him on the Raiders if Jimmy G goes down, he could handle it. So Jameis looked great. I think you still got to keep Jameis, though. If those teams are calling or saying, hey, like, what's the asking price? You would need to get a really good return because I don't know if Jake's ready to be QB2. Timekeeper says they got to let Hayner rip it. Spread offense, let him do him. Well, I do like what you said about the spread offense because I think when Jake was at his best, you got those receivers out wide. But more importantly, you let him kind of move around. I think Jake plays a little bit more with a sense of freedom and is at his peak. And you saw this at Fresno State when he's on the move. Now, he can stay in structure. He does have good precision. He plays with good poise. But I like my quarterback to move out a little bit. I would argue in today's NFL, your quarterback has to make plays off script. And if he can't, you are screwed. So I agree with your assessment of Jay Kaner. Uh, I think you got to spread out a little bit more, let him do his thing. Ryan says Kirkland and Carr have been working since day one. Carr in the building, uh, since day one, Carr was in the building and they look good together. They did, like I said, was not the first read. I don't even believe he was the second read. To go back to Kirkwood, he was great. And by the way, Keith Kirkwood today, that's the type of performance. The Saints are not going to have all five wide receivers healthy this year. It's just not going to happen. I would love for it to happen, but someone's going to get hurt because it's the NF freaking L, and the NF freaking L is not for the faint of heart. So in this league, injuries happen. It is what it is. But I think that you know you got Mike, you know you have Olave, you know you have Shahid. Kirkwood, Traquan, A.T. Perry, that's like your next three battling it out, in my opinion. And I thought A.T. looked great, but kudos to Keith Kirkwood today. He looked really good, too. Alex says, thought Peyton Turner had some good rushes today. Definitely something to build on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would go as far to say Peyton Turner today validated some of my feelings towards how I feel in training camp. And it doesn't have to be 10 sacks. It doesn't have to be forcing fumbles left and right, making plays in the run, forcing the quarterback to step up, forcing him to get the ball out a little bit faster than he wants to. That's where you make your money. And honestly, like I said, Peyton Turner, if he has six sacks this year, but there's a lot of plays like what we saw today, I would sign up for that. So I thought he looked good. Looked good for sure. Chris says, AT's a dog. Jerry adds, AT, Perry, the truth. And then Max says, Fishman, Fishman never worked out, but AT seems well worth it. Look, it's one game, but I promise you, you Saints fans, including myself, had more fun watching A.T. Perry today than you ever had any fun watching Adam Troutman in the last two seasons. Am I wrong? No. 
I'm not. So agree with me if you guys are okay with that. Perry looked apart, might just need some more time. Yeah, absolutely. Like he wasn't perfect today, but the kid played well. And, and that's encouraging for me. Mac adds thoughts on D-line and depth standout, uh, standouts and guys you expected more from. Okay, so standouts. I thought Colin Saunders looked great. I thought Peyton Turner looked pretty good for my liking. Um, and also another guy that I'll give credit to, um, Jack Heflin, the, uh, the former Iowa product. I thought he made some plays today. I, I thought he, he did a good job of making quarterbacks kind of step up into the pocket. Zach Bond's sack was a direct result of him making uh, Shane Bouchelle step up. So I got to give some credit to him. As for, let's say, the opposite side of things, Isaiah Foskey, not the best start, not a strong impression. I thought Isaiah Foskey got stonewalled a lot of times, didn't look particularly great, so wasn't pleased with that. But again, it's one game, former second-round pick, kids still learning to get accustomed to that NFL speed. But you got to be better game two because I remember last year, Trevor Penning's first preseason game, I was like, oh boy, I'm not really liking what I'm seeing. And then second preseason game was better. And then the third preseason game, we didn't get to see, obviously, you know, injuries and whatnot, but you saw marginal improvement each week. I got to see improvement from Isaiah Foskey next week because today wasn't great. Thoughts on Sewell and Amadi also thought Ty Summers was impressive. So absolutely agree with you, Alex. Ty Summers was impressive. Amadi, for me, I don't see how he does not make the starting, uh, make the 53-man roster. Kids playing well in practice. Dude's making plays during a preseason game. How does he not make the 53? So I think Ugo Amadi's going to make it. A pick today, a couple pass breakups here and there. He's looking good. As for Sewell, I thought, first off, he hits incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. I think he's still on track in a good way. I thought he flashed a little bit more than DeMarco did. I would have liked to see DeMarco flash a little bit more for my liking. But still early for me. I'm not ready to say Sewell will be a 53-man roster guy. I am ready to say Ugo Amadi will make the 53-man roster, though. I feel pretty good about that. Merriweather looked great today. Look, I thought Merriweather, for for the job you're given in that second half, and I hate to say, like, the whole garbage time thing and, and things like that, but you know what I mean. Like, second half of preseason games is pretty much for those type of guys. Uh, I thought Ellis Merriweather looked, did fine. Two catches, I believe, for a little bit over seven, uh, about 15, 17 yards uh, in the touchdown. Like the rest all from him. Taylor looked better outside than in the slot. Totally agree. Can't, uh, can't, dis- can't say anything more to that. I mean, I talked about it before. I thought Alante was really nice in the, on the outside last year. I get that they want to try him in the slot, but don't hurt the kid's confidence because you're playing him in the slot too much. Don't do it because he was fun to watch last year. Let's not ruin a good thing. Did Kendra get banged up? He did, unfortunately. Kendra Miller left the game, went into the medical tent, then went into the locker room, didn't see him after. Hopefully, there's an update on it. I have not been able to check yet uh, what Dennis Allen has said. I'm sure there's updates coming through. I think they said it's a knee injury, though. We'll see what happens. If he's hurt, though, guys, A, I'll bring up uh, Mr. Gaiman Wah's uh, comment here again. A, you go back to the market and you say, hey, Kareem, I got a little bit more cash for you. Or you can look elsewhere, right? Zeke's a free agent. Dalvin Cook's a free agent. Leonard Fournette's a free agent, although I don't like that fit. J.D. McKissick's a free agent. I actually kind of like the idea of J.D. McKissick personally, but if Kareem Hunt's the guy you locked in on and you like the physical, maybe you up the offer a little bit more because Kendrick Miller is now going to go imaging on his knee injury, and hopefully it's not bad. But if it's going to hold him out for at least the first month of the season, 
you don't have Alvin for the first three games. You're going to need another back. So, yeah, Kareem Hunt, get him on speed dial. Uh, let's see if he can come in the building. DJ Johnson says, I think the most important thing is the team finished. We didn't see that last year. A handful of things to improve on, but the team finished and didn't give up. Totally agree with that. Love the fight at the end of the game. I actually will say this about DA. I thought DA coached this game far more aggressive than he coached any game last year. And maybe that's a sign of things to come because the man is coaching for his job. But last year, there was moments where I wanted to see the Saints go pedal to the metal, and they wouldn't do that. And I'm looking at DA like, you got five-year security on your job? Why are you not being aggressive enough? But I thought the Saints were really aggressive today. Love them going for the two-point conversion. Love them even thinking about going for it on fourth down in their own territory towards the fourth quarter with about like four minutes left. Love that. Thought he was great. I thought, he, I th- I thought there was a, a, a different approach to the way they went into it today. So I, I loved the way they went about that. And another thing I'll say about a pro for this, outside of Kendra Miller, there were no other injuries. Now, you hope that Kendra's okay. Don't love the idea of him getting imaging, but he hurt his knee. You have to do those things because is it a tear? Is it a sprain? Is it a bone bruise? You got to find the answer. But I, I, I think for the most part, the Saints came out of this game with not a lot of injuries. And you got to be happy about that. Michael says, why can't they ever paint the end zone in the dome black or look fire? I totally agree with you. Like, this has nothing to do with the preseason or, like, who played well and whatever. But I love this comment from you, Michael, because I think the Dome would look sick. Absolutely sick with those type of uh, painted end zones. And it kind of bothers me that we don't get that. And I hope that that's something that changes in the future. But I'm not feeling the whole green on green. I just don't love it, personally. Alexis says, happy to watch football. So am I. I, I. I was so excited waking up this morning. Sunday, didn't get a lot of sleep, did not give two shits. I was so excited to watch Saints football. And for me, I'm going to be excited to watch these highlights tomorrow. And remember, by the way, guys, and I'll remind you at the end of this live stream, every Monday for the rest of this year, we are doing live streams 8 a.m. Central on YouTube. So if you wake up, you're not not going to work yet, or you have a Monday off, and you're like, man, I just woke up. What do I want to listen to? Don't listen to Colin Coward. Don't listen to the Skip Bayless's of the world. Don't listen to the Steve Naismiths. Let's chat here on Boot Crew Media uh, on the YouTube page. And we're going to get your comments in for sure. And you'll be part of the conversation. So ridiculous and hilarious. A rookie entering his first opener after his practice gets hurt for real. It just, it's part of the nature, man. It's a really, really bad beat. And um, it is what it is. I hope, he's, I hope he's okay. Remember, had a knee injury at the end of TCU season. That's why I didn't get to play in the national championship game. Max says a lot of haters' misses were just... He knew where he had to throw the ball, but the receivers couldn't come back to it. Likely just a slow recognition, but he bounced back well. Two-minute drive was well done. I I thought he was a little flustered early, some nerves, airmailed a couple passes. But like you said, the fact that he had that two-minute drive, for me, speaks volumes because I think that there is that optimism that, hey, those were like those kind of rookie growing pains and those early jitters and they'll get out of it. I never saw that with Ian Book. And by the way, I'm not trying to badmouth Ian Book right now. Like, I I know I could come across as an asshole sometimes, and there will be moments where I absolutely will put a player on blast if I don't like what they're doing. But I have no ill will towards Ian Book. I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback of a high caliber. Jay Kaner today, that last drive, that was fun. That was recognition. That was learning from your mistakes. I never saw that with Ian. I think that, that we got to now see if, if Jay can build off that. If he does that, I'll be pumped about it. Lou says, do you push for Hunt now since Miller's injury? Yeah, I, th- I think he got no choice. I think you got no choice but to do that. So is it going to end up being, um, you know, 
a, a more lucrative deal, not sure. Maybe less incentives, more guarantees. Maybe that's what it is. So we'll see. Joshua says, what an ending, huh? Who would have thought, right? Like, who would have thought that the Saints are going to end up having a crucial, crucial interception from none other than, you know, Kyle Phillips to set you up for a game-winning field goal from Blake Groupie. So you take it, right? You take it. That's the preseason for you, a little wild. But what a fun, what a fun way to get this thing started. How do you think the team makes space for Hayner on the roster? I think it'd be a mistake to let him float away. They're not going to let him float away. They're not. And what I will say for this for uh, this NFL season is I think that they changed it in terms of how you can – let me just pull it up to be sure. But I think that you can hold three quarterbacks on the roster no problem now in the NFL as opposed to back then. And let me just pull it up to make sure. Um, yeah. The new law allows a team to activate a third quarterback during the game if the club's first two quarterbacks on its game day active list are not able to participate in a game due to injury or disqualification. So pretty much you're allowing teams to have a third quarterback active without him using a roster spot. So there is no way in hell that Jay Kaner will float out. So if you're worried about that timekeeper, don't worry about it. Jay Kaner will be on this roster. I would like to see the Saints bring in another pass rusher and linebacker. Yeah, I mean... I would love to uh, see them add another pass rusher. I don't know who it is, though, right? Like, I keep looking at the market, but, like, Yannick's gone. Clowney's been taking visits. I don't know who the guy is there. As for linebacker, they brought in Jalen Smith. You're going to hope that maybe he could give you some production. Again, he's just, like, two days into the system. But you hope that he gets better over time, and then you hope DeMario gets healthy. I hate to say, like, you just hope and pray, but when it comes to the linebacker group for the Saints, we're going to be doing a lot of that this year. Chris, are you going to call Ross Jackson or John Hendricks in the stream or Nick Underhill? Yeah, look, I mean, for this live stream in particular, no. But if Saints fans want, for those Monday streams, can absolutely make this a thing where we could get John on, hopefully, or Ross on, or Nick, whoever you guys want to hear from. I want nothing more than that. What I want, actually, is when you guys have things that you want to hear, you have suggestions, you let me know. Because the whole goal is for me to make this as entertaining and as knowledgeable and as fun for you guys. I'm going to have fun speaking regardless because I can't shut the hell up. But I want you guys to have fun listening. I want you guys to get the best possible experience. So if that's something that you think of during the live stream, drop it in. If that's something that you think of and you want to tweet at me a suggestion, tweet at me. I always got my phone on me. You want to DM me, DM me. I'll have my phone on me. So I want to make this as, this is going to sound wrong, but as pleasurable to the ear for Saints fans as possible. So if that is someone else coming on and chopping it up, let's do it. Absolutely. K-Man says, need to shore up that O-line, but overall, it was a good showing. Yeah, I thought the O-line, the second string O-line, was not particularly great. So, didn't love, uh, you know, didn't love that. But, you know, first team O-line was good, and that's really all that matters to me. And remember, the O-line, you brought in Trey Turner for depth, he gets hurt. Throckmorton's been banged up. Pete's been banged up. So, hopefully, health will help that second string part of it. But I think first string offense, you're looking at um, Penning, Hurst, McCoy, Ruiz, Ramchick. That's the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't know if it's Devon or, or Devin, but he says we don't need uh, we don't need to bring in another linebacker. We need another offensive lineman. Yeah, like I said, linebacker. Who's the guy that? As for O line, I don't disagree with you. I just I have the same like concerns. It's like who in the middle of August is going to better your team. 
It's kind of tough. I, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, now you still look, but it's not, it's not the simple solution. Lou says, I'm not trying to be a downer. Kirkwood did good, but I'd rather another receiver like Renfro over him and Traquan. Do you think they would look to add more in this group or AC Perry change that? I don't know that AT Perry changed that. I can't say that. Uh, but the Saints, I think, are in the market of always improving. And if a Hunter Renfro becomes available for a price that's very reasonable to the Saints, I still think they're going to do it because Hunter Renfro is a damn good player. And if you add a Hunter Renfro to this team, it will make the Saints infinitely better. So you would still look at that. I don't think A.T. Perry's game changes a whole awful lot in that regard. But I still think that you feel confident about that. You feel good about Kirkwood in this system. And again, guys, no Shahid today. Olave didn't have a reception. They'll be fine. If Renfro's available, though, I'm never going to say no to that. I've been banging that drum since June. So what's another couple more months of me banging that drum? But, but make no mistake about it, Lou. I don't think A.T. Perry's great game makes the Saints go, you want to give us Hunter Renfro? No, we got A.T. Perry. We're good. I don't think it changes that. But, you know, I, I just don't know if the, they'll be able to get Hunter Renfro right now. If it didn't happen then, I don't know what will change now. Margaret says, Miller didn't look very good to me. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see much, right? Like, in terms of statistics, yeah, right? You're going to check the box score, and you're going to see that he had, you know, uh, four carries for five yards. That's not great. But Kendrick Miller also didn't get, you know, a huge opportunity to showcase his skill set. And unfortunately, that's just the bottom line for that. St. John Butler. Love St. John Butler over here. Who dat, Chris? Uh, who dat to you, my friend John? Jerry says, A.T. Perry making the roster 1,000%. And Cindy adds, I thought A.T. looked like a seasoned vet. Really? Absolutely. No doubt about that. Max says, looked like toward the end of the first quarter, D.A. and people were playing not to lose, running at the clock and up the gut, going nowhere. Hated that. Bad habit. Shows, uh, shows so soon. I'm glad we came back, though. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to, like, assess that in the preseason because, like, it's a preseason, right? You're not trying to get guys hurt. And realistically, a lot of these third-string, second-string guys, you're hoping they're not seeing the field come week one anyway. So you're kind of like, it's a give and take. When to go through full throttle, when to pull it back. In the moments they needed to go full throttle, though, they did. And I, I loved that for sure. Every player doesn't need to show out. You, you got that right. Look, look, if in a perfect world, Alvin would ball out and Mike would ball out and Olave would ball out and Jawan would ball out and Taysom would have a great run and whatever. It doesn't work that way, though. You know, there's going to be some games where Mike's not doing great or Olave's not doing great and Jawan's going to have to step up. And there's going to be some games where Jawan's not doing great and the passing game's not doing great. And the run game with Alvin and with you know, Jamal Williams and Taysom, they're going to have to step up. So just the, the secular, well, cyclical? Cyclical nature of the NFL. Can't find my words here. The other thing I noticed and have concerned about is the lack of QB pressure for D-line. I thought it was okay with the first team, and then it just kept getting worse. So that's got to get better. That starts with guys like Isaiah Foskey having to get better. But I thought Brian Brzee had some moments. I thought that Peyton Turner had moments. I thought Colin Saunders looked excellent. Maybe, you know, he kind of had the low down because he was going against his former team. But I, I think that they'll get better. I really do. Do you see the Saints making any trades before the season, maybe? I don't know about that. What I will say, though, is the Saints, if they continue to kind of hold on to their cap space the way they've done right now, they could put themselves in a position where they could play really well going into the season, hitting their expectations. Maybe they're like 5-2 and two or 4-2, and two, whatever. And there's a trade they want to make before the deadline. 
and they go out there and they make that said trade, whatever it may be, and they have the cap space to absorb the rest of that player's salary for the rest of the season. And that's how you utilize that cap space to perfection. So could they make a trade before the season? Absolutely. Will they? I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, so I'm going to say probably not. But, you know, as the season progresses, uh, the preseason progresses, excuse me, there's going to be some teams that have a surplus of positions and they try to move a guy. And some teams like the Saints might say, I don't know if he gets cut, if we'll be able to pick him up off the waiver wire. So let's just go out and trade him. So that's why I won't tell you no, but I won't say yes either. Second and third string defense will get better. First string defense did well. Absolutely agree, Jerry. And that's what you want, right? The first string defense did great. And for the second stringers, again, saw some flashes from guys like Ugo Amadi. I thought guys uh, like Summers played well. I think that you could also look at the linebacker group and say Zach Vaughn had a play or two where he looked like a standout guy from time to time. Uh, Ryan Conley, not great, but not terrible. I thought he was okay. So, look, you want to see more? Sure. But it goes back to a comment that one of you guys made just a couple minutes ago. Not everyone's going to play great. It's football. Derek says Foskey has some work to do. Yep, that's for sure. Max says Miller has a sprained knee. Kind of thought that that's what it was going to be, but we'll kind of see what, what, uh, what the specifics are. The guy from South Carolina State looks pretty good. I hope we keep him. Uh, Alexis says, what guy from South Carolina? So he's referring to um, none other than Shaquan Davis, who, by the way, massive receiver. He's like 6'5", 6'6". I thought he played well today. Two catches for 20 yards. Made some nice plays. Thought that was a nice performance from him. I will. This is what I'll say, and it sucks for Shaquan Davis, but I got to say it. The Saints, in any other Sean Payton year, guys like this have a really good shot of making the roster. This year, though, it's so hard because the Saints finally have receivers, which you're happy about, right? Because in the Sean Payton years, they didn't have a lot of it. I mean, we're, we were convincing ourselves that guys like Callaway would leave the charge. So I don't see how Shaq Davis makes it, but he was really good today. I got to give him a lot of props. Who'd have for life? Ian Book ass man. He, he looked bad yesterday. So I actually did not catch the full Eagles game. I'm just going to. I, I don't advise this. I'm just going to look at the box score. Oh, yeah. Ian Book was ass. Good good take. One for four, 11 yards. So don't do what I did. It's not fair to box score look, but I'm going to do it and break my own rule. St. John says, already can't wait for next weekend. Fun one today. So fun. So fun today. And honestly, for a preseason opener, I was all in on the opening drive. Like, opening drive is great. You could have stopped there, and I would have been fine. But then the second uh, string offense, you get some fun moments with A.T. Perry. You get the interception from Ugo Amati. You get the thrilling finish at the end with Kyle Phillips and then Blake Rupi hitting the game winner. So, great. I hope this isn't a sign of things to come, though, in terms of excitement level because my heart can only take so much. But what a fun, fun way to kick the preseason off. Joshua says you can't let what happened to Ian Book happen to Jake. If you're talking about another team getting him, I promise you that won't happen. If you're talking about him declining and not getting better, I also didn't think that won't happen because I think Jake's just a better quarterback. So that's just the way I use it. Do you think we need to bring in a running back like Geis, Hunt, et cetera? I do think they need to bring in another running back. I thought they needed to bring another running back before Kendrick Miller got hurt. Now that Kendrick Miller is hurt, I think there's no question that you got to bring in another running back. Who is he though? I guess we'll see. We'll see for that, but... Maybe it is Kareem. Maybe just change the, the structure of your deal and Kareem signs. And, and by the way, if Kendrick Miller's out for the first three games, you can sell a big role to Kareem Hunt because it'd be Kareem and Jamal Williams. Not Kareem, Jamal Williams, and Kendrick Miller. So maybe that's what helps Kareem's case out. I think Geis needs another shot back in the NFL. Man, uh, 
look, I, I'm not going to play judge, jury, and executioner here with that. Obviously, the accusations against him were not good, but guys have done worse and gotten second chances, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a second chance. I don't know if it'll be from the Saints, though. Don't know if they want to kind of dip their toes in that water. But Geis is still pretty young, which is nuts to me, man. Like, I remember when he was coming out of LSU and we thought he'd be the next big thing, and now we're looking now, he's still just 26 years old. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Chucky59 says, any chance in hell of getting Josh Jacobs? I say no. I think there's no chance in hell. That's just my opinion. But boy, would that be fun. I, I just think, guys, we have to remember, you still got Alvin coming back after three games, and you still got Jamal Williams, and you still have Taysom who can run the football. So when you add a running back, you want to do it at free agency. Kareem, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, J.D. McKissick, Leonard Fournette. You don't want anyone that you got to give up assets for, in my opinion. That's the way I view it. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs would be pretty fun. I just don't see it happening. Max says, bring on any and all NOF journalists. You got that? I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes down. You guys got suggestions. I'm taking notes. And then he says, shoot your shot with all the players you can. Yeah, I shot my shot with, um, with Shahid. So that was fun to get him on. Uh, midseason, hopefully, I'll try to get Eric McCoy on. I had him on last two years midseason. Hopefully, we get him on midseason again here. Michael says, get Big Q or TJ on live. I, I have not actually linked up with TJ yet. I got to do that. And, uh, and we'll get Big Q on too as well. I have not linked up with TJ yet, but I do love what he does on YouTube. Um, the host of the, the State of the Saints podcast. He does some great stuff. We need a backup running back, not a starter. Yeah, I agree. But like, that's why for me, you don't do like a Josh Jacobs trade or whatever. But I do think guys like Kareem Hunt, in my opinion, are actually not bell cow running backs anymore. They're actually committee backs, in my opinion, now at this stage in their career. But that's also why I said J.D. McKissick could be a good option for the Saints. I enjoy the rotation Pete did today. The preseason is strictly for that purpose. Third string D-line was extremely blockable, especially Cage. Yeah, third string D-line wasn't getting that push. And when they did, Oladokun was just running out of there and making plays for the Chiefs. So, Speaking of trades, how much cap space is available? The Saints have $11.46 million to spend. That's in the top half of the league in cap space. And that's a good amount. Very respectable amount. $11.46 million in cap space. 27, uh, cornerback at 37. Both look like Ken Crawley 2.0. Get rid of them, please. Extremely difficult to watch those bums. Man, I Ken Crawley catching strays here in the live stream. Uh, and you're referring to 27, you're talking about uh, Isaac. Um, and then for 37, you're referring to Troy Pride. Crazy thing is Troy Pride actually has been good in training camp, but obviously today wasn't a good day. And on the flip side, Ugo Amadi continued his really great August. One ha- happened to Kendra. Suffered a knee injury. Doing imaging, we'll see what happens there. Not sure if anyone mentioned it today, but Jawan is going to be a huge weapon this year. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if anyone mentioned the live stream. That's a good point. Yeah, Jawan Johnson is the perfect weapon for Derek Carr. Derek Carr likes to use the tight end position, and Jawan Johnson is on a crazy rise in terms of his career. Talking about a player year one, 39 receiving yards. Year two, 159 receiving yards. Year three, 508 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. I don't think it's a stretch to see he'll be, say he'll be a top 10 tight end this year, no doubt. It's the way I view it. But I love his fit with Derek Carr. Jerry says, oh man, it's not season ending question mark. It's way too early for us to know that. I hope to God it's not. I don't think it would be, but we'll see what happens. Hope not though. Fingers crossed. Max says, anyone else see Smoke Monday had someone on his account at the Dome streaming the game? I did not catch that, but now I'm going to pay attention to Smoke Monday's uh, activity during uh, the next preseason game. Libby says, I really want to see Winston to Graham a few times. Yeah, I uh, look, Jimmy Graham getting uh, getting reception in the Dome, it, it kind of gave me chills, man. 
It was pretty sick to see. He's in fantastic shape, by the way. Fantastic shape. Foskey definitely needs more improvement. Turner looked good. Turner did look good. Foskey does need more improvement. Adds to Dre saying Foskey definitely got pushed around. It, it is a popular theme today. And Margaret adds a lot of missed tackles. That would be one of the knocks on this defense. There were a lot of missed tackles. I don't know why people were saying uh, Brian Brzee looked bad. He looked good. I agree. So that's a great comment from Destroy Carnage. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought if you're grading rookies today, I'd go A.T. Perry and Brian Brzee were the number two, number one and number two guys for me. Then I'd probably go Jake. Then I'd probably go Kendrick Miller, even though he got hurt, and then Isaiah Foskey. Like, I thought Isaiah Foskey was the worst one out of all of them today. And Nick Saldaberry was fine. I know he got a uh, holding call on him. That was ticky-tack for me. I thought that was a, a little bit of a BS call. But Foskey got pushed around. I thought Brian Brzee looked great. And I think Brian Brzee is going to be great this season anyway. Things going to make plays immediately. Max says, Chris tweeted like 85 times about Juwan. It was 83. It was 83. It was, nah, I was like, it was probably 85. But yeah, now I'll, I'll tweet about Juwan a lot. I think Juwan's going to have a great year. I've been saying it from the start of the year. I'll keep saying it. No matter the, the Jimmy Nostalgia, the Foster Moreau signing, those are all great depth of tight end room. But the tight end room starts and finishes with Juwan Johnson. Joshua asked thoughts on the renovations for the Dome. I thought it, look, I thought it looked beautiful. I thought it looked beautiful. I think the dome looks great. Love the 40-yard bar. I think that's going to be an awesome addition. Uh, renovations, in terms of when you just walk into the dome, just going to look beautiful for people. Um, I love it. Invest more into this team, and the Saints are doing that. And financially, in terms of roster management, they're investing into this team as well. So it looks great. What happened with the two-point conversion? I completely missed it. I think it was just a, the snap got botched and went to shit from there. So that's where I saw that wasn't holding on Saldaveri. I agree, man. I, I Again, like I said, ticky-tack call. Wouldn't have called that if I were the, the uh, refs, but ref's going to ref, you know? Alante playing slot. You saw the difference. Yep. Alante in the slot, in the slot for me, that's where he gave up the big play to Richie James. That's where he gave up the touchdown to Richie James. Alante on the outside, that's where you saw the best version of Alante. So hopefully, hopefully we see more of Alante on the outside. But yeah, overall, guys, in a thumbs up, Thumbs up, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down type of world. I would say thumbs up for the way the Saints played today. I thought the Saints did enough for me to be encouraged by what I saw. And I, I now I just hope to build. You know, the guys who struggled, you want to see a bounce back game. The guys who played well, you hope to see consistency or not regression, I would say, from them. So we'll see what happens there. Does Jameis look... The, uh, somewhat the same when there's a little pressure in the pocket. It feels like he folds under any kind of pressure. What do you, th- what do you guys think? I, I'm going to read my notes for you. I actually wrote it down. I got to find the right index card, but I'm, I, I keep my cue cards on me during games at all times because I don't want to be ill-prepared and I don't want to be sitting there not knowing what I'm saying, guys. But yeah, so I wrote, Jameis taking a beating this Sunday. Jameis did struggle with the blitz, held on to it sometimes, and had some YOLO throws. That's the way I described it, word for word on my cue cards. I think that's always going to be the knock on Jameis. He throws a beautiful deep ball. His mobility is back now that he's fully healthy. But when the blitz is coming, when there's pressure in his face, he starts throwing off his back foot. He rushes things. Don't really love that. But again, I thought Jameis was fine today. There was more good than, than bad, in my opinion. Margaret says, I love the no quit. So totally love that too. I mean, preseason, Saints going for the win, using their timeouts, forcing the Chiefs to punt, ends up being a turnover. Love it. Saints in training camp and practicing the two-minute drill to get the field goal. They have it. Like, people don't real, oh, people do realize, but I don't know if people realize how much of an emphasis that two-minute drill gets put on in training camp. And it's crazy that the first preseason game, you immediately see why. So love, 
love seeing the things you practice on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday end up helping you on Sundays. Max says, thanks, Chris. Good to be back. I'm drowning in the Kool-Aid. So am I, man. And after I'm done with this live stream, I'm drinking more Kool-Aid. Because I'm in. Saints to the Super Bowl. I already booked my ticket to Vegas. Come on. I did not. I did not. I may, though. Who knows? Destroy Carnage says, we also saw no DeMario commanding defense. Yeah, look. No DeMario is like not having the quarterback on offense, in my opinion. That's the way I view it. The DeMario sees everything, man. And yeah, maybe he's not DeMario of 2018, 2019 anymore, but he's still a damn good linebacker. He's still one of the top 10 middle linebackers in the league, probably top five. And he's just so smart. I hope his injury is not going to hold him through week one. I hope that he bounces back. I hope it's not a nagging situation for him. But yeah, you, you see the absence, but I still thought the first string defense looked fine without him. I have to thank the Chiefs for gifting us those two timeouts. Yeah, I mean, thank them for that. Thank them for the late game turnover. Thank them for the win, I guess, right? Like, honestly, that's the way I see it, personally. I mean, the Chiefs kind of fumbled the bag towards the end. There's no reason for that turnover to happen at the end. Now, that's not Mahomes. It's not happening during regular season game. But those are the miscues for those guys that are trying to make rosters that could cost them, you know? Did Jalen play today? I'm kind of excited to see him. Uh, I, You know, I didn't notice him, so I'm going to guess that he did not. But let me go double check because not once during the broad, uh, broadcast that I feel like I got, I know he was dressed, but I don't think he played. Um, yeah, so Dennis Allen said he was only going to play an emergency. Saints did not hit the emergency, so he did not play. So next week we will see Jalen Smith, and maybe that will give us a better idea of the, the secondary linebackers on this team. AK-41 will definitely be missed the first three weeks. That's apparent. No question about it, Big Sean PD. No question about it. AK is still the man in the backfield. He's still their best playmaker, in my opinion. You need AK out there, but it's three games. I think they can hold down the fort during the three games. And when he comes back for that Buccaneers game at home, I want a 40-burger from this offense. That's just my preference. They don't got to do it, but I'd like for them to do it. Anyway, guys. It has been a thrilling 50 minutes. If you have more comments, bring them in here. I'll pull them up on the screen. If not, you guys can go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. But if you guys keep them coming, I'm going to be staying here. Destroy Carnage says, I think Bond would be good in, the, in those nickel 2-4 formation blitzes, but he really isn't best fit for the Saints 4-3 defense. No, I, I agree with you. This is how I feel about Bond. Can you use him the way you used Caden Ellis in pass rushing situations last year? If you can, you might actually get some production out of him last year. If you're not, you're just wasting him for another year. Because Zach Bond, for me, is at his best attacking. He's not a great off-ball linebacker. The Saints have tried to turn him into one, and he's not. Peter's a straight dog. I finally see the massive value he brings, but I like the two-lane linebacker playing middle. He was fast with the reads. Uh, yeah, look, I, I love Pete. I think Pete Werner is an awesome football player. Um, as for who you're mentioning, talking about Nick Anderson from Tulane, want to see a little bit more out of him, but I thought he was fine today. I, I didn't see any glaring issues with this linebacker group. Again, tackling would need to be better. Defensive line for the third stringers need to be better, but you can't expect too much from the third stringers. Jalen did not play today. Yep, we'll see him next week against the Chargers. My, that would be my guess. Watching the 49ers. That's what I'm doing once I'm done. I'm going right, going right to the 49ers. 49ers Raiders, see how that's going. If Miller's injuries any is is uh if Miller's any serious. Kamara out three games start season, only Jamal Williams, who will back him up? You bring in another guy. You bring in maybe Kareem Hunt, make a better offer for him, more guarantees, less incentives, because that's what I would think. I would think Kareem's Hunt deal was heavy incentive, and he didn't like that. 
DeMarco definitely showed out in pass coverage. I love, look, I like DeMarco's prospects in terms of potentials. And this kid was a gamer at App State. And I really, really hope that the good things he does in practice translate to the games. And I will have a little bit more of a closer eye on him next game because I feel good about certain offensive players. Defense, I want to see a little bit more out of the second and third string guys in terms of production because the third quarter wasn't really it. Fourth quarter, not great either. To me, the measuring stick will be the Eagles this year. Carter already making plays. Okay, I mean, I, I think so too. But we'll see. The NFL has got a weird way of beating up on the Super Bowl losers, right? There's like that Super Bowl loser hangover. Not liking Foskey giving up on the plays and not playing through the whistle. Yeah, not a great showing for the Notre Dame kid today, but we'll see if Foskey bounces back against Chargers. Smoke Monday needs more uh, reps. I'm waiting on the smoke too. I think Smoke Monday just needs in-game reps and knocking off the rust. It's possible. It's a tough group to crack though because like Jordan Howden in practice is getting those reps over him. So the Saints clearly like what they see out of, out of him. I also think Jonathan Abram might get the nod over Smoke. Those are going to be the two for me that battle it out. That's the way I view it. If we patch up our run defense, I'm telling you other teams would fear us. I agree. Like I said last year, Saints were second ranked in pass defense and yardage. The run defense wasn't good anymore. So they bring in Brian Brzee. They bring in Colin Saunders. They bring in Nathan Shepard. You hope that those guys make that a much better unit. DeMarco needs more time to improve. I agree with that. Special team had a fantastic game. Look, Will Lutz made his kick. Blake Groupie made his kick. Special teams in terms of puck coverage was pretty fine. Only knock was a really bad punt from Blake Gilkin. And I got to stress it. He can't be doing that anymore. Like he's got to be a better punter. But overall, guys, I thought most of those phases were fine for the Saints. Uh, special teams was okay. It wasn't great last year. It's got to be better. And if what they showed this year was the, uh, in the preseason is a sign of things to come minus the terrible punt from uh, Gillikin, then I'll be pretty pleased with it. But like I said, guys, overall, 26-24, first-team offense looked great. A.T. Perry showed out. A Brian Brzee had some nice moments. Derek Carr did his thing. Alvin looked good. Ugo Amadi looked pretty good. You had the game-winning field goal, the, the crucial turnover at the end. Lots of love from this Saints first preseason game. Preseason game. And whatever we missed, we're going to cover it for you here. Monday morning, maybe we'll have an update on Kendra Miller. We could talk about who the Saints can sign if he's in absence. So overall, I think that um, that I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about. So whatever I missed, Monday's show for Buku Media, we're going to have it covered. Not sure if it was said. I just joined, but I love what I saw from Jordan Howden on special teams and defense. Yeah, I think Jordan Howden is really, really starting to look like a nice pick for the Saints. I know it's early, right? But between training camp getting those first team reps, between uh, what he did in the preseason today, I think you're seeing that all that experience he had at Minnesota, because he had like 56 games under his belt, that is paying massive dividends for him. Who will win the kicks, uh, kick return slash punt returner this year? I mean... We're going to have to see because I think the Saints ideally want Rashid Shaheed, but I don't love the idea of Rashid Shaheed returning punts because you don't really want him getting injured on those. So for the Saints, maybe Lynn Bowden from uh, from Kentucky. Maybe it's him. You got John Trey Kirkland from LSU. So we'll see where the Saints go from there. Kirkland was really good on kick returns, though. Three returns for 72 yards. That's that's pretty good. Pretty good in my book. John Trey looked good on, on kickoffs. Yep. I agree. And I'm going to be honest, guys. If he does that, that's how you make a roster spot because if you're the Saints, Shahid's already banged up. You're like, do you want to use Shahid on special teams and at wide receiver? The answer is no. Kirkland's doing his thing. So who knows? If he does this again, I think he's going to have a place to stay. And wouldn't that be an awesome story for him, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy that just recently got signed by the Saints. Bring in the LSU guy. 
have him play for the hometown team, that would be pretty damn cool. But anyway, guys, I had an absolute freaking blast talking with you. It was a privilege. You guys make my job so much easier when you leave comments. And so I hope some of you guys, if you have time, Monday morning, 8 a.m. Central, same, t- uh, same place, Buku Media's YouTube page, come through. We'll talk about Kendra Miller's injury if we get an update. Talk about the running back room, some of DA's post-game comments, Derek Carr's post-game comments. I think there's a lot for us to talk about that we may have missed today. So come through for that. As always, guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Have an excellent start to your week coming up. And until then, stay tuned for more content here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation.